Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit, now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. Voices kicking off this program with Cut Out Witch, off their 1996 album, Under the Bushes, Under the Stars. Welcome to Sounds Like Teen Spirit, Halloween 2020 edition on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. 
I'm your macabre host, Screamin' Ian. That's right, folks. It's the last Sunday in October 2020, and high time for Sounds Like Teen Spirit's mostly annual Halloween tradition to return in full force. Admittedly, even after not doing a Halloween episode last year and vowing on air to do one this year, I wasn't really feeling up to a Halloween episode for 2020 at first. I mean, a lot has certainly changed since last Halloween. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced everyone inside and effectively shut down the entire social aspect of Halloween this year, and as a result, it feels to me that Halloween's been cancelled, making it harder to get into the spirit of things. And I just know I'm not alone in feeling this way, right? But before long, I had the realization that this is exactly why a Halloween episode needs to happen this year. I know things are grim right now, but Halloween wasn't cancelled. It's still a day on the calendar. It's still a celebration of horror and the supernatural. It's still a sensation that's hanging in the chilly October air. And it will be back to its full strength before you know it. In truth, there is so much more to Halloween than the costume parties and the trick-or-treating. However, those are undeniably an important aspect of it, and while that stuff is momentarily unable to happen, we need the little things, like the Sounds Like Teen Spirit Halloween special to step up their game and help keep the spirit of the holiday alive in the interim. Alright, so just in case this is your first Halloween with me, here's how these episodes work. Almost every year, for the last Sunday in October, I like to put together playlists comprised entirely of songs with Halloween-themed lyrics. Think of all the things you immediately associate with Halloween. Ghosts, witches, pumpkins, zombies, horror movies, the occult, etc., etc. Throw all that stuff in a blender, be sure to leave the lid off, and let her rip! That is more or less the nature of my programming on these particularly haunted nights. Since those lyrical themes are most prevalent in punk and metal, my Halloween shows are generally a good bit heavier than the average episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit. So, enter if you dare. This year's edition has spooky music from Guar, The Misfits, Velvet Revolver, Typo Negative, The Aquabats, Marcy Playground, Monster Magnet, Suxi and the Banshees, Merciful Fate, Rocket from the Crypt, Bloodhound Gang, Bruce Dickinson, Mudhoney, and more. So let's dive in already! Up next is Anthrax with Fight Em Till You Can't, the lead single off their 2011 album Worship Music. As you will soon see, the them, or rather apostrophe E-M, of the song's title refers to zombies. Let the haunting begin! Some authorities in your area have reported that the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living.
This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events in its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com.
Well, I got the plans Cause the wolf's like a slash horse But it freeze like a cool block can And a wrench on all down lips And trail a crime pretty cold There are many coppers around But this boy, man, is the original, yeah! Slušajte KBG mi Zula Montana, aj u zdravlju.
With monster faces Are looking for love in all the wrong places <laughs>
ACDC with Boogeyman off their 1995 album Ball Breaker. You know, it's kind of fitting that I'm talking about ACDC in my Halloween episode because ACDC have just effectively come back from the dead. In case you didn't know, the mid-2010s were rather rough on the band with nearly all the members of the classic lineup departing one by one over a two-year period. First, founding rhythm guitarist Malcolm Young had to step down after developing severe dementia, which culminated with his death at age 64 in 2017. Then, drummer Phil Rudd had to step down due to being under house arrest on a solicitation of murder-for-hire charge. Next, it was vocalist Brian Johnson who had to step down due to significant hearing loss that was on the verge of giving way to total deafness. Finally, bassist Cliff Williams decided to retire, in part due to age, but also due to everyone else leaving. All of this essentially went down between mid-2014 and mid-2016, and when the dust settled, Founding guitarist Angus Young was the only one left standing. But Angus wasn't ready to give up just yet, and he kept ACDC going for the next couple years using a combination of former members, relatives, and uh, Axl Rose. Before long, we began hearing rumors that Brian, Phil, and Cliff were all rejoining the band and working on a new album together, and those rumors were finally confirmed at the end of last month. Brian Johnson, Phil Rudd, and Cliff Williams are now officially back in ACDC, effectively restoring 60% of the classic lineup all at once. Apparently, Brian began working with an unnamed doctor immediately after stepping down from the band in order to develop an experimental treatment that would enable him to record and perform again, and said treatment took them about two and a half years to perfect. Phil is obviously no longer on house arrest, which actually ended for him in 2016, and in fact he vowed on the outset of his arrest that he would be back in ACDC as soon as time would allow. And I suppose Cliff was persuaded to unretire by the return of his friends Brian and Phil. It's kind of amazing that all of those things came together as rapidly as they did to bring the band back to life. And the new album, which the band had been working on in secret but not really since 2018? It's going to be called Power Up, and it's scheduled for release on November 13th. Earlier this month, the band released the album's lead single, Shot in the Dark, which you may be surprised to learn is a song title ACDC hadn't used yet. It doesn't sound like anything you haven't already heard from ACDC after, wow, 45 years? But ACDC hasn't really sounded this vital since 1990. Something about recovering from the brink of death, I guess. I just find it mind-boggling that Brian is 73 years old and still sounds exactly like he did on the Back in Black album released 40 years ago. He had to have had some studio help there, but probably not much. Of course, not all of the classic members were able to partake in the reunion, as there's no coming back from literal death, but Angus assures us that Malcolm will be on the new album in spirit, as several of the album's songs grew from stuff that the young siblings wrote together back when Malcolm was still alive and lucid. However, 
Contrary to rumors spread over the last couple years, the album doesn't feature any actual recordings from Malcolm. Just as he did on ACDC's previous album, 2014's Rock or Bust, Malcolm's nephew Stevie Young will be handling the rhythm guitar on Power Up. Anyway, mucho props to ACDC for weathering impediments that I never expected them to recover from and achieving a legitimate second win, extending the band's legacy by, oh, probably two more albums, counting this next one. Hey, I'm being realistic. The band's albums have all been at least five years apart since the dawn of the 90s, and at this point, all five members are very technically senior citizens. Yes, even Stevie. And that's not snark you're detecting, by the way. Two more albums from ACDC is truly nothing to scoff at. It's two more than we should have reasonably expected to get. Alright, before ACDC, I played... Fashion Zombies by the Aquabats, off their 2005 album, Charge. Wicker Man by Bruce Dickinson, off his 2001 compilation, The Best of Bruce Dickinson. Texan Book of the Dead by Clutch, off their 1995 self-titled. Night of the Hunted by Mudhoney, off their 1998 album, Tomorrow Hit Today. And Jesus Frankenstein. The Halfway to Hell and Loving It Mix by Rob Zombie off his 2010 album, Hellbilly Deluxe 2. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit Halloween 2020 Edition on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. Alright, next up is Megadeth with The Conjuring. Off their 1986 album, Peace Sells, But Who's Buying?
Hi, this is Sarah Sandoval. On behalf of Nkusum Language School, you're listening to 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, B, G, A. Of the world. 
from the band Green Jello and you're listening to KBGA Missoula Little Big Little Big Let Me In
Then they got that moment me 
Seventh Seal, off their 1995 album, Balance. I'm pretty sure most of you out there are keen and observant enough to already know what I'm about to discuss, but in case you somehow missed the news, well, you should probably be sitting down for this next bit. Eddie Van Halen has died. The legendary guitarist passed away on October 6th at age 65, after a six-year battle with throat cancer. Amazingly, that wasn't even his only bout with cancer in his lifetime. Eddie was treated for tongue cancer in the early 2000s, and his ex-wife Valerie Bertinelli mentioned that he once had lung cancer in an Instagram post made after his death, though the time frame on that one is unclear. That just goes to show that just because you've beaten cancer once, it doesn't mean you won't have to face it again, which is a harrowing thought, to say the least. Anyway, I realize that I, the host of a 90s show, may be overstepping my bounds a bit in memorializing an artist primarily associated with the 70s and 80s, but damn it, this death is too big for me to ignore. Also, I did just talk about ACDC a little bit ago, so I guess I've already paved the way for a Van Halen discussion. Alright, in order to get across what made Eddie Van Halen such an extraordinary artist, I feel I need to start from the beginning. Eddie was actually a European transplant, having been born in Amsterdam before migrating to the U.S. with his family at age 7. 
His parents were eager to foster a musical gift in both Eddie and his brother and future bandmate Alex, so the Van Halen brothers were both trained in classical piano when they were still young children. Eddie was quite adept at piano, having won first place in Long Beach City College's annual piano competition every year from 1964 through 1967, but he had always gravitated more towards rock music. So Eddie saved up and bought a drum kit, while Alex got a guitar. However, after overhearing his brother nail the drum solo in Wipeout by the Surfaris, Eddie decided that Alex should have the kit, and that he would learn electric guitar instead. And as music history can attest, he learned the hell out of it. So basically, Eddie was proficient in at least three instruments by the time he was in junior high. In fact, as a fourth grader, he was in a band with Alex and a few other kids called the Broken Combs, which would sometimes play gigs at school during lunch. Eddie alleged that this was when he first realized he wanted to be a professional musician. He continued practicing the electric guitar throughout his teens, and in 1972, he formed another band with Alex that would eventually become Van Halen. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that Van Halen would become one of the biggest bands of the last 50 years, but here are some statistics in case you need them. According to the RIAA, Van Halen is the 20th best-selling artist of all time, and that's across all genres. They have sold over 56 million albums in the U.S. and over 80 million worldwide. All of their albums except the last two have been certified at least double platinum, and their biggest two, 1978's Self-Titled and 1984's 1984, have been certified diamond. They also had 13 number one hits on the Billboard mainstream rock charts, and they are tied with the band Heart for most hits by a hard rock or heavy metal band on the Billboard Hot 100, at 15. Van Halen had a number of factors that contributed to their enormous appeal, but the number one factor was undoubtedly Eddie's guitar playing. Eddie Van Halen may not have reinvented the electric guitar, but he sure as hell pushed it to its limits. His signature style is immediately recognizable and yet incredibly dynamic and versatile, shape-shifting to whatever it needed to be for each individual song. Eddie's playing often managed to be fast, heavy, and radio-friendly at the same time, and his vast repertoire of iconic riffs, as heard in hits such as Runnin' with the Devil, Jamie's Cryin', Panama, and Hot for Teacher, to name a few, ensured that his name would forever be as closely associated with electric guitar as Hendrix, Clapton, and Page. He is also widely credited with popularizing the tapping technique for guitar solos, which enables guitarists to play faster and more complex solos by using both hands on the fretboard. Eddie was a tremendous influence on many guitar icons to follow in his wake, including Kirk Hammett, Dimebag Darrell, Mike McCready, Tom Morello, Billy Corgan, Alex Skolnick, and Rivers Cuomo. He may no longer be among the living, 
but Eddie Van Halen's gargantuan contributions to rock music during his brief time on Earth have left behind a legacy that will echo his name through eternity. Anyway, before Van Halen, I played Halloween in Heaven by Typo Negative off their 2007 album Dead Again. Scarecrow by Suxy and the Banshees off their 1988 album Peep Show. I'll Be Your Monster by Guar off their 2017 album The Blood of Gods. Altogether Uki by the Bloodhound Gang off their 2010 compilation Show Us Your Hits. Crimson Ghost by the Misfits off their 1997 album American Psycho. And 19 Witches by Monster Magnet off their 1998 album Power Trip. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit, Halloween 2020 edition on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. Alright, next up is Suicidal Tendencies with I Saw Your Mommy off their 1983 self-titled debut. I saw your mommy and 
Jake the Snake Roberts, who gives a damn about those call letters? KBGA, KGBA, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know where the music's at, don't you? Stupid.
This is Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else, and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give Something Else a try? Live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org. Come see the vampires of New York.
T's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. KBGA Missoula, the cabbage. Beloved Monster, off their 1996 album, Beautiful Freak, though I'm sure most of y'all know it from the Shrek soundtrack. Eels actually have a new album coming out this month. The band's upcoming 13th studio album is titled Earth to Dora and scheduled for release this Friday, October 30th. Thus far, three singles were released ahead of the album. The first two, titled Who You Say You Are and Baby Let's Make It Real were released together on September 1st, and a third, Are We All Right Again, was released a couple of weeks later in tandem with the official album announcement. Who You Say You Are is a ballad that sounds kind of like Sea Change era Beck and would have fit in neatly on the previous Eels album, 2018's The Deconstruction. Baby Let's Make It Real kicks off with some melancholy instrumentation that quickly gives way to a sweet and sunny semi-ballad. And Are We Alright Again, probably my favorite of the three, is a mid-tempo number whose lyrics feel highly relevant to the current socio-political climate and global health crisis, even though none of that stuff is referenced directly. And I gotta say, it's nice to hear this kind of optimistic songwriting coming from Eels founder Mark Oliver Everett, a.k.a. E, who has been to some dark places in life and often taken us there with his music. That he is able to look on the bright side of life right now undoubtedly gives hope to the rest of us. In fact, E has expressed his intent for the songs on this album to be of some comfort to fans. 
In a recent interview, he revealed that the plan was originally to follow up the album with an extensive tour beginning in 2021, which the band was very excited about. But even after those touring plans were dashed by the pandemic, he still felt that fans should at least have the album. For the aforementioned comfort. Naturally, you can expect to hear me review and play from the new Eels album on an upcoming episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Anyway, before Eels, I played Spirit in Black by Slayer off their 1990 album, Seasons in the Abyss. Psycho Killer by Velvet Revolver covering the Talking Heads off their 2007 album, Libertad, Deluxe Edition. The Vampires of New York by Marcy Playground, off their 1997 self-titled. Gravedigger by Rancid, off their 2014 album, Honor Is All We Know. Killer Wolf by Danzig, off his 1990 album, Danzig 2, Lucifuge. And Banshee by Merciful Fate, off their 1998 album, Dead Again. And that about wraps up a fright-filled edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I've been your undead host, Screamin' Ian. Thank you all for celebrating Halloween with me. I know that Sounds Like Teen Spirit has more or less been happening on a monthly basis for most of 2020, but I'm happy to report that the next new episode will premiere next Sunday, November 1st, right here on KBGA. Just like this episode, next week's is a special themed edition of the show. I don't want to give it away just yet, so for now I'll just say this. There is a certain segment of the population that's undoubtedly going to hate what I do with Sounds Like Teen Spirit next Sunday. But for all the rest of you, this will be a can't-miss radio event. And on that note, I'll be signing off. To close out my Halloween 2020 show, here's Rocket from the Crypt with Ghost Shark, the closing track off their 2001 album Group Sounds. Farewell! Or should I say, Scarewell? <laughs> Destroying everything